This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Tuesday, June 18th, 2019. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Yesterday afternoon, a substitute teacher at North County High School was arrested by Anne Arundel County Police for having sexual relations with a student. Alexis Mercedes Boberg, who is a 25-year-old female from Severn, was charged with two fourth-degree sex offense counts, as well as one count of consuming an alcoholic beverage while on public property. The one sex offense is a person in a position of authority having sexual relations with a minor, The other one is vaginal intercourse by a person in a position of authority. All of the charges are misdemeanors. She was released on her own recognizance, and she does have a private attorney. Now, Anne Arundel County Police said that they were called on June 4th to North County High School as well as Cat North, where the student attended. The student involved told Anne Arundel County Police that the substitute teacher had engaged in sexual activities with him as well as supplied him alcohol. The police did an investigation, and they found that the two had exchanged phone numbers and would meet off-school property at various locations during the month of May where they would have sex. Yesterday morning, Alexis Boberg did respond to the Western District Police Station in Odenton to turn herself in, and she was taken into custody without incident. She has been removed from the classroom, according to the Anne Arundel County Schools, and I'm not quite sure whether this would have made a difference with her position, but in 2014, prior to working for Anne Arundel County Public Schools, she had been charged with underage drinking in Howard County, and that case was dropped. Yesterday morning at about 7.45, a trash truck working on White Plains Road in the St. Margaret section of Annapolis went off the side of the road, throwing the two men that were riding on the back of the trash truck off of the moving vehicle. A 33-year-old male suffered injuries that were critical and life-threatening. He was flown by medevac to the R. Adams Cali Shock Trauma Center in Baltimore. An additional 32-year-old male suffered injuries that were serious but not believed to be life-threatening, and he was sent to a trauma center by ambulance. We will follow up on that story. A little bit of a holdover story from the weekend, and kind of a bizarre one at that. On Saturday morning, just before noon, the Anne Arundel County Fire Department went to Owensville Sudley Road in Harwood for a bicycle accident. Normally, we hear that a car hit a bicyclist, or perhaps there were two bicycles crashing into one another, but this time they found a 55-year-old woman whose bicycle had been hit by a deer. She was biking with a group of other cyclists when a deer jumped out and struck her. She was transported to the University of Maryland Prince George's Hospital Center with injuries that were serious but not considered to be life-threatening. Another hazard on the road for bicyclists. I'm hearing all sorts of misconceptions on a new bill that County Executive Stuart Pittman is putting forth regarding affordable housing in Anne Arundel County, and I want to see if I can set this straight a little bit. County Executive Pittman has introduced two bills, which essentially is going to be a major housing initiative in Anne Arundel County. The first bill establishes a fair housing ordinance to prohibit discrimination based on these factors. Age, ancestry, citizenship, color, creed, disability, familial status, gender identity or expression, marital status, national origin, occupation, race, religion, sex, sexual orientation, or source of income. Now, Anne Arundel County is the only county in the metropolitan region that does not have a fair housing law. He is just playing catch up on here. Now, the addition of that source of income in that discrimination bit, many have said that that forces you to rent 
to Section 8 renters or those with housing vouchers. No, that's not the fact. You can still rent to whomever you want and for the criteria that you establish. It could be a credit score, it could be references, past rental history, etc. However, you're not able to turn away anybody based on any of those. It's very much like employment. You can't not hire somebody because of those things. You can't not rent to them because of those things. But if they do not meet the criteria that you've set to rent to your home, that's fine. The second bill is actually it expands the opportunities to create what they call workforce housing in the county. Now, workforce housing is defined as housing that's affordable to households that earn 60 to 100 percent of the area's median income. I think our area's median income is probably about $99,000. So, so we're looking at somebody that's making fifty dollars to $100,000 a year. What this does really is just simplify the construction of workforce housing in the county. Before, workforce housing in the county was very difficult to get zoned. Now they're going to be changing the zoning laws to make it a little bit easier. The question still remains is, will the developers build it? Do they feel there's money in workforce housing? That remains to be seen. But for those that are freaking out saying that Pittman is trying to force Section 8 housing on you, that is simply not true. Well, I know we're in the middle of baseball season and the Orioles are not really uh, lighting anything on fire. So let's talk about the Ravens for a little bit. They're off until training camp next month and the team once again is going to open its training camp practices to fans on a limited basis. 2,000 fans can witness practice each day over a 14-day period between July 25th and August 13th. And starting on July 11th, fans can go to ravens.com or their app to sign up for a parking permit, which will admit one car's worth of people to the specific practice requested. Somehow I'm having flashbacks to college where we're putting dozens and dozens of people in a car. For the ninth year in a row, the team will have a practice open to fans at M&T Bank Stadium. That's set for Saturday, the 27th of July at 6 p.m. It is free, and after that practice, they will have a big fireworks demonstration. After each practice that is open to fans, there will be an autograph session for fans between the ages of 6 and 14. So all of you grown-ups that want to beat up on the little kids, just don't do it. Finally, a long-awaited podcast on the Maryland Crab should be released on Wednesday night. We sat down with two survivors of abuse at the Key School to discuss their experiences and what they feel is needed to be done. Here's your spoiler. Key School is not doing it yet. This was a very emotional podcast. It was a very difficult podcast. It's a lot longer than we typically go. It is about an hour and 50 minutes, and it will be one that you don't want to miss. Make sure you're subscribed to the Maryland Crabs podcast. That way it'll come right to your phone. All right, that is about it for the top news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it throughout the day. You want to check that first link in our show notes because that'll give you all the different ways that you can connect with us. And if you are any place where you can leave us a recommendation or a review, please do that as well. Give us a recommendation to your friends, family, and colleagues. Other than that, hang tight. We have George Young with your local DMV weather forecast. He's coming up in just one minute after this message about East Porter Rockin', which is this Saturday. Go get your tickets now. Four stages, over 35 bands, one unbeatable location. It's the East Porter Rockin' Music Festival, Saturday, June 22nd. A day-long celebration on the water, showcasing the region's best original artists. Savor mouth-watering food, including local seafood and barbecue, plus an array of beers, wines, and spirits. Bring the family and enjoy the expanded kids' area. The East Porter Rockin' Music Festival, June 22nd, 11 to 8 on Back Creek in Historic Eastport. Tickets available at Mission Ticks. Complete info at eastportorockin.com. Going out? 
You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather, and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Tuesday, June 18th. Yesterday started out the work week as expected for the Annapolis region with warm and muggy conditions and some scattered storms, some which were severe rated in spots. And today through Thursday will be virtual repeats with elevated rain chances each day with humid highs in the 80s to near 90 for some as a warm and muggy flow of air from the west-southwest will continue to move along a stalled frontal boundary just north of the region. But once that clears out late week, we should be in for some nice conditions Friday through the weekend so keep those umbrellas close by for now but definitely plan for more fun in the sun this weekend okay that's it for today this is george young of dmv weather make it a great day out there be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching for dc mdva weather in the apple or google app stores and also follow us on facebook and twitter and on our website at dmvweather.com so you can always stay weather informed hi this is kevin canally michael sanderson the host of the maryland association of counties official podcast the conduit street podcast We like to talk Maryland policy and Maryland politics. That's what we're all about. Why counties? Well, look at the stuff we do. Education, public safety, environment, taxes, all the areas that people care about. Counties care about that, too. So our podcast is for counties, but it's also for anyone out there who's interested in talking about public policy. Absolutely. We did a whole episode on Uber and Airbnb and new disruptive technologies. Right. We've been covering school funding debate probably in more depth than anybody else out there. We've talked about President Trump's tax reform, uh, redistricting lawsuits, cleaning up the Chesapeake Bay, all that kind of stuff. It's part of our beat. Why do we call it Conduit Street? Well, that's where we are. That's who we are. You Annapolitans on this podcast, you know it is that street right over there by Chicken Roofs. Now, that's an Annapolis institution. We want to be, too. That's our headquarters, and it's sort of our brand. You can listen to the Conduit Street podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Catch us on Fridays and get a roundup of policy and politics from right here in Annapolis and around Maryland. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.